Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You could stand at half cut and ref better than these guys. We are back with another episode of From the Rafters. Sam and I are here recording on a Saturday uh, after a Celtics back-to-back, and we're here with Smarfwater, probably, I would say, one of the most well-known figures on Celtics Twitter. How are you doing today? I'm good. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, you do graphic designs, you sell t-shirts, you put all your designs on t-shirts, mugs, everything, right? On Redbubble, is that, yeah. is that where you sell your designs? Redbubble, or is it T Public now? Or I don't know. Um, I use Redbubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have every. It's on like you know t-shirts, mugs, stickers. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like putting them on like posters and stuff. I feel like that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing a lot of now. No, yeah, I mean they're design. They're great designs. I know I have a t-shirt. I'm pretty sure Sam, you have a t-shirt too, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm not wearing it right now because I'm. Filthy, sweaty, but um, <laughs> I have too much yeah, respect for the t-shirt dirty. to do that. No, I mean, I love the designs. All of Celtics Twitter, I, I feel, loves designs. So my, my first question before we get into the Celtics topics, how did you get so big and so like well-known on Celtics Twitter? Did it just kind of happen after you started making the designs? Or um, I guess. I mean, I wasn't – at first, I wasn't really make. I didn't have Photoshop for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I was just doing stupid stuff and – I don't know. Yeah, I guess I just, I don't know. I, I wasn't around on it until like October 2019. So I don't know how long you guys have been on. I know Sam's been on for longer than I have, so I don't know. 2018, but I wasn't me. I was like anonymous for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I got rid of my Parquet Press last year. Mm-hmm. So I've been me... Or not that long, maybe about a year, yeah, maybe I, less. I don't remember when we did that. Yeah, I don't remember either. I didn't join Twitter till like January of last year, so I'm I'm late to the party. I never even had Twitter. Like I never had a personal Twitter account or anything, so I, I knew nothing about it. But we got there eventually. But I just think it's so cool. Like you could literally go anywhere on Celtics Twitter, and they know who you are. Like it's just like you're Celtics Twitter famous. I'll, I'll put it that way. So shout out. Thank you for coming on the podcast. But. And since we are talking about Celtics, the Celtics have been a roller coaster this season. Roller coaster of emotions. I don't know what's going on. I want to talk about the ups and the downs. Do you have a biggest like? We'll start off with the good. Do you have what's the best surprise about the Celtics for you this season? Like the best thing you can like that's happened for you this season in your eyes. Um, I would say the chemistry between you know Jason and Jalen has just been pretty good. I mean, for, I guess, Jalen Brown to step up again, Mm -hmm. like he had already made a really great, like improvement last season. And then for him to do that again this season and be like all-star level is just really impressive. And I mean, he's helped the team in like a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. I mean, Jalen's an all-star this season. Uh, Do you have a big surprise, Sam? What do you think? Uh, maybe Tice is the biggest surprise. You know, last year he had that rough Eastern Conference Finals, but he's been balling out. Had a rough day yesterday, but he's around the top 10 in the league at three-point percentage, which is excellent. Um, he is someone that, uh, I know I said many times that was the odd guy out this year, and he's still the starter and probably the most secure center on the team. Mm-hmm. So I guess it, it's probably him. Jalen Brown's leap is always a nice, pleasant surprise, but is it a surprise when it keeps happening year after year? <laughs> also, Peyton Pritchard comes to mind. Yeah. I was not expecting yeah. him to be as good as he is. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people were. I know my friend my friend Danny will 
go to his grave saying he knew about Peyton Pritchard, but I'm, I'll call Cap on that every, every day. He's, he, he's a character. But, uh, now we'll, we'll get to the bad side of things, I suppose. What's been the biggest disappointment, Smartwater? There's been a few I can think of, but do you have one that stands out to you? Um, I'd say, I mean, I guess Marcus Smart getting hurt. Mm. It's always sad, and I wasn't expecting that. I mean, I feel like an obvious one is, like, Kemba, but I'm yeah. not too disappointed. I mean, it's still early. Mm-hmm. Sam, you got something? Yeah, I, I kind of agree with the Kemba one. Obviously, anybody getting hurt sucks. Uh, the Celtics training staff is on the hot seat, as far as I'm concerned, because I mean they have been awful for, like, the last couple of years. Ed Lassert left the team. He was the longtime trainer. Now, all of a sudden, guys are hurt all the time. That's not my disappointment, but um, <laughs> I'd say Jeff Teague is number one. He, they signed him, and people thought he'd be solid off the bench, and he's just terrible. Like, he's in the game. You know it's not going to go well. Um, very rare to hear you say something negative at all, Smartwater. Yeah. You are the positive queen on Twitter. And even when you, even when I asked for something yeah. negative, you just said an injury, which is, like, so clearly yeah. negative. Like, injury was the first thing. <laughs> you didn't get down anymore. I'm just – I'm so <laughs> optimistic about the team. Like, I feel like they have the opportunity – or not opportunity, but potential to, mm-hmm. like, be going to the finals and winning. It's just pulling it together because the team is so young. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah, for sure. Very young, inexperienced team. But Sam did bring up something I wanted to ask you about, which I, I don't know if it'll bring up negativity if you're going to support him, but it, it is Jeff T. And I want to know your thoughts on his season so far. <laughs> this is the ultimate. I mean, so in our that. in our fantasy draft, I picked him. Like I was so high on him. I thought, uh-huh. you know, especially with Kemba out at first, he would be you know, the Jeff Teague that he has been in past seasons. But yeah, I agree. Huge disappointment. Like there's, I think the team is like undefeated when he doesn't play. Yeah. And then he played like a lot last night. and we lost. Yeah. I, what is it? I think three and oh, when Jeff Teague doesn't play this year. And then he goes from, has he had, playing. oh yeah, he was injured. Yeah. That's right. I forgot he hurt himself. I was like, I was like, he's been in there every game. There's just no spot for him because Pritchard's playing so well that, he doesn't need to be off the bench. He's just taking minutes off of Pritchard. Even then, I'd rather have Edwards in the game than him. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, they're both shooting decent from three, and Edwards just, he's not stupid with the ball like Teague is. Like, there was a possession. He sat on the ball the whole possession, and then he just passed it to Pritchard with no time left and made him take the shot. It was literally like something you see in 2K. I messaged <laughs> you right away when that yeah. happened, Jack. When, like, one of our friends when we play, he does that shit. And it's like, what are we doing here? Like, why is this guy consistently getting minutes? Yeah, I don't get it. Uh, there's got to be a point where Brad, you know, puts his undying love uh, on the on the back burner and just lets Carson and Peyton play. But I think Brad is really big on making guys earn things. Yeah, I think that's why he waited so long to let Pritchard start. He started Tremont Waters over him when <laughs> everybody was out against Toronto uh, the first time. Like he he likes to make guys earn things, and I think that's a big character thing for him. And I appreciate that he does that because. Guys appreciate the roles they earn more. You know, like Neesmith, he's not even playing right now. I'm ah. sure when he eventually does get the time to play, he'll be um, he'll be ready for sure. I think so. And also, he will have a lot of respect for what other guys have to do to get their spots. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Smartford, are you in the playing Neesmith more camp, or do you just think it's a normal Brad thing and he'll play eventually? Do you have any thoughts? Um, I did see an interesting tweet recently that was saying something about like, you know, uh, he'll, he'll be like, if he goes off and, and he's not playing that much to the point where like his weaknesses can be really exposed or shown, but like he's going in and putting up pretty, like, you know, just making shots, I guess, is the bar right now. Um, <laughs> uh, he could be a great trade asset. Mm. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not the, the fact that Brad Stevens isn't high enough on him to be playing him that much. I kind of agree. Like, I'm not gonna criticize him, especially if going into the season he wasn't um like in shape enough to be running up and back down the court. Yeah. Like I heard, yeah, yeah. I I remember hearing about that too. I was actually gonna bring it up, but you beat me to it. Yeah, I I trust Brad as well. I think. He's around those guys all the time, sees them practice, sees what they're capable of. And I feel like he's uh, he's right a lot more of the time than he is wrong. Like you see, he plays guys like Shemi 
and Shemi has two solid games. Got hurt before he uh, was able to finish the game yesterday, but he was he was all right um, while he was out there. Mm-hmm. Pritchard is another guy. He got to play right away, and he was really good. So I, I feel like there is, and Tatum's another one. When Tatum came in, played him right away. He was kind of a star throughout that season. Was big in the playoffs. Hmm. I don't know. I he knows what he's doing, and I don't think people understand that enough. And and of course, Shemi got hurt, right? Like, what else was going to happen when he was having two career nights? Tell you, man, the training staff is on the hot seat. I, I don't think it's all freak injuries. I just don't think they're taking care of the guys enough. I mean, it's it's too much to be a coincidence. Mm-hmm. Marcus hurt some muscle. What what exactly happened to Shemi? He hurt his knee. Yeah, something with his knee. I don't know exactly what. Jalen Brown has tendonitis now. Robert Williams is gone now. Robert Sam Williams Brown. is hurt. Kemba had the knee problem. I don't know if that was tendonitis or something else. I mean, it, it's enough is enough here. And guys come here and they, I mean, the Hayward thing is a freak accident. But like guys come to the Celtics now and like that'll never be hurt. Kemba is an example. And then he's hurt all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's the cold weather? It could be the cold weather. That's fair because it makes, you know, cold makes your muscles tighter. I don't know, man. It's so frustrating that the staff, like, I don't know. Ever since Ed Ed Lacerda is no longer the trainer, trainer, Brian Dew is not the strength coach. Like, guys are getting hurt a lot more, I feel like. Kemba did have knee surgeries earlier on in his career, though. I will say that. So it's not an unheard of thing, but it's definitely But he wasn't missing time. Yeah, yeah, there's that. Well. Yeah, it, it was very early on. I think when he was on the Bobcats. So, like I said, it's it's very long time ago. But he did end up missing some some time. Speaking of, you know, Shemi getting hurt, that was the Pistons game. Which, if you're listening, you know that the Celtics kind of just blew up in their own face. I don't really know. Like, I, I can point to a few things. Like, obviously, ball movement wasn't great. Pistons are very physical. Smartwater, what what happened? Like, do you have anything you can point to in that game that it was like, okay, this was this was terrible. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, I guess it was just a tough night for everyone besides Jason and Jalen. Mm-hmm. And they kind of like took a back seat a little bit as the game went on. Um, and then the Pistons are also have been like playing, playing really well against good mm-hmm. teams. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I'm going to look at that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I get was is Plumley out? Yeah, Plumley was out. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't play yesterday. That's yeah. That's surprising. That because I would think that, um, like our center position would have been a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I wasn't that disappointed by the game last night, but I definitely was by our defense as the game progressed. Mm-hmm. Sadiq Bay just kind of did whatever he wanted all night. So yeah. And another thing that's really frustrating for me is they literally just traded away Derrick Rose, who was the guy that killed them in the game they lost. <laughs> yeah. And like now, like you don't have an answer for Sadiq Bay, just chase him around. Put Javante <laughs> Green out there just to chase him. That's what, that's what they've against... been doing all year, and he's yeah. he's decent at that. So I, I don't get Doug. it. It's maybe maybe they are tired. And they, the guy Scal on the broadcast was bringing up how like the second night of a back to back and helps to have the crowd there to motivate you a bit, but. I mean, come on, like, you got to get up for games. Like, you have a day off today. I, I feel like definitely not having Marcus Smart is a big, it's a big adjustment energy-wise as well as obviously what he brings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That and it makes it hard for them to have a consistent group to be playing with yeah. because they're just switching the starters, which is fine because you have to do that for matchups. But, I mean, it helps when you're playing with the same guys all the time. and It's tough when they got to adjust. I'm pretty sure the yeah, Celtics, I completely yeah. agree. I'm pretty sure their starting five has played less than any other like real starting five in the league. Like I saw a Pritchard, twelfth guy to start. That's that's <laughs> my biggest complaint against Brad Stevens and like a, a, an improvement that I think would help the Celtics get further than the conference finals this year is if those starters were playing more minutes together before mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yeah, and I think a big part of it has been because they just couldn't. Like, they, they're not on the floor. Like, if you think about the timeline of injuries, it's, like, so picture-perfect, right? So Kemba doesn't play, and then Jason Tatum gets COVID when Kemba comes back. And then as soon as Kemba's ready to come back, Smart gets hurt. So it's, like, they're, they're very small minutes where they can actually play. It's just it's just the worst possible scenario. It's crazy that it ended up happening like that. But back to that Pistons game, the one thing I kept, like, har- like keying in on 
was after that Raptors game where, you know, the Jays obviously had career nights passing the ball. And it seemed like the whole team was just moving the ball super well. And then at the start of that Pistons game, like early first quarter, obviously Celtics took this big lead, as they always do to start the game, right? And you can't, you got to take it with a grain of salt. But they were moving the ball really well. And then as the game went on, it's kind of like, okay, the Jays are playing well. Let's just let them do their thing. And then all ball movement just fell to the wayside, which I don't understand. Like, I get you want to get the ball into the hands of your best players. But if you're going to do that, at least pass it around first. Like, make the other team think you're going to have other guys shoot. Do you guys see that as a problem? Like, obviously not long-term, because we know that they can pass after the Raptors game, but, like, why does that mindset shift so quickly within a game just to not pass? Do you guys have any thoughts? Personally, um, I would love to see more ball movement. I don't I – do, I just hate ISO. And, like, with a mm-hmm. team like ours where, like, there's – so many different roles that each player could have I feel like they should be playing to those roles better and moving the ball better I mean ha- again having Kemba and Smart out is tough and then having like Jalen and Jason having really good nights or just you know being able to get those points up and stats um but then the uh, and everyone else is kind of lacking is really tough mm-hmm. that's where like I feel like a trade for like a trade should happen, mm-hmm. should be on the horizon, someone to help, you know, play make a bit more. Mm-hmm. Sam, do you have thoughts yeah. on the ball movement? Um, I, I think they're a lot more fun to watch when they move the ball. Obviously, they win because it's harder to defend. The, the assist numbers, here's the thing about assists. And when I, I remember I used to write recaps after every game a couple of seasons ago. And, like, I would always, like, talk about assists. Like, when you have assists, that means the ball's going in. You can still make those good passes and the guys just miss. Uh, I don't know if that was the case yesterday, though. I remember specifically one possession in the fourth quarter. I think they were down five. And a pass was made to Jalen Brown, who was on the wing. He stood there, jabbed, and then just shot. Yeah. And, like, it was early in the shot clock. I just don't understand why they do things like that. And it happens all the time, whether it's him or Jason Tatum, who I don't think has been consistent enough. And it's frustrating for me because he is the guy. And he's shown he's good enough to be the guy. But he's not performing at the level he's capable of. He hasn't been bad. He just hasn't been as good as he could be. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I could. Yeah, I agree. I'm pretty sure I could be fact checked here, but I, I think the Celtics had five assists in the entire second half the other night after having like 15 on the game. So that's just a stat that I keyed in on. But I, I get what you're saying, Sam. Like obviously you can make the pass all you want, but you got, they got to make the shot. So yeah, uh, yeah, they do have to. That, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a group effort to get assists. Yeah, believe it or not, Jalen Brown had zero assists last night. Yeah, after having after, what, yeah, ten? After ten the day before. <laughs> uh, it's funny you mentioned the trade, and this is the first time I'm like on board. And I, I was thinking about it while we were talking. The only people, let's see, let's talk about untouchable people or people you prefer to keep on the team. Mm-hmm. So I would say you want to keep Jason and Jalen. You want to keep Marcus, um, Tice, and Pritchard. Those are the only ones that you don't – and maybe Robert Williams, maybe, depending what they're getting in return. Mm-hmm. But besides that, like those are the guys that you can't – or you try not to give up because mm-hmm. you want to build that as your core. See, I'm curious about one of those names. Smartwater, are you completely opposed to trading Marcus Smart? Because I know there's a, there's a rift in the Celtics fan base about this. I wouldn't – I wouldn't say no to – anyone there's definitely you know like if kd was suddenly like i want to go to the celtics but i'm on the same i don't think that's the move that needs to be made i mean tice is more on the table for me Mm -hmm. um than sam same with uh i mean no i i agree that kemba if you did you say kemba he didn't i didn't say kemba I think I think older. for just in the middle of this season right now, Kemba is off the table, PR wise. That's fair. I I agree with that, and I also, I if you really want to talk about Kemba, I don't think if they, I don't think they're going to trade him because I don't think the value is there to make a trade, and it's not worth it. Yeah. Exactly. But if you're making a gigantic trade and that's something they want, then fine. Um, as far as Marcus goes, I'm on the same boat. Like. And the reason why I don't like to trade Marcus, and I've said this to you many times, Jack, is he's such a special player defensively that you can find somebody that's a scorer 
or whatever you're going to trade for much easier than you're going to find another Marcus. So he's he's extremely valuable, and he's been out with these last two weeks, and they haven't really played well. Like I said, this is a big stretch for the anti-Marcus people, and they haven't performed without him. It's no. it's as simple as that. They were performing without Kemba when Marcus was running point. Like, they were doing fine. Um, then Tatum got COVID, and things went to shit. But if you really want to think about, okay, who do they need? Marcus is absolutely one of those guys that I think is important to keep around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pritchard yeah. as well, just because he's young and he's someone you can keep. But if entice, um, I'm opening training him, but I think he's the best big they have right now. So I think it's best that they keep him, but depending on the price, you know, whatever they're going to get in return, if it's worth it, fine. I'd like to throw from the bottom of my heart Grant Williams in that group, even though I know he is tradable. I just, I just, no, he's no, 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 he's he's good at times. Let me have it. Let me have it. Just just let me have it. Just keep Grant. All right. For the sake of my fantasy team, just keep Grant Williams, please. Um, But no. Uh, I saw a trade on Twitter. Now, before I say this trade, I every time I bring something up, Sam, you yell at me like it's my idea. This is not my idea. I'm going to get out there now. It's not my trade well, you're, idea. You're putting it on a platform. It, exactly, are, I am. You're raising it up. So I, I was added in this trade. I was added in this trade idea. I was like meh, iffy on this, and I want to know both your guys' thoughts. It, it was Kemba and Marcus for Ben Simmons, right? And I can't remember if you like Ben Simmons or not, Sam. And I by, by both your faces. I can't remember if I like Ben Simmons. Yeah. How many times have I told you that Ben Simmons sucks, Jack? Okay, he doesn't suck. He is, like, one of the worst basketball players oh. in the NBA. Uh, all right, all right. I, but I, I, I do think you'd be an okay fit on the Celtics. But I don't See, know about how, can you, how can you go from he sucks to he'd be a good fit on the Celtics? Well, he does suck, but he's how? he sucks in his current situation because right. he's not somebody that – well, just think about if he was on the Celtics, right? People dub him as tall Rondo. Literally, that's what he is. So, and he's bigger, stronger than Rondo. So, if he's penetrating and he has Tatum and Brown to kick to, maybe. Exactly. But for Marcus, I mean, Rondo, Rondo can shoot better though. <laughs> Isn't that true. sad? That is depressing. That is sad. So you don't? I take it you don't like him, Smartwater. You don't like Ben Simmons? No, not at all. <laughs> I don't think that he is good <laughs> at all. I mean, his defense is is. It's good, but it's not the best. It's not like we don't already have that type of like intensity among a few other players. I wouldn't. I would not trade Kemba and Smart for Ben Simmons. That's fair. I was leaning no on that deal either. either. I just couldn't remember because I, I remembered you liked one of Embiid and Simmons, Sam, and I always forget which one you like and which. Oh, one I like Embiid. Like. Okay. I think he's hilarious. I think Embiid right, should yeah. be on the Celtics. Wow. Yeah, see, we're on the same page. Yeah, that's what Sam always says. That's scary. <laughs> He'd be an excellent Celtic. He would. He talks shit. He, he, he oh, him and he's Smart outspoken. Would, yeah, I wish more talk. people were like that. Mm-hmm. I wish I wish everybody was like Embiid, where they would just talk. Like everyone's so soft, and they're oh, you know, so much respect for the other guy. Like Embiid's like f that guy. Like <laughs> he's he like sucks. KG. He's like what KG is. Yeah, too. yeah. He he does have like work work ethic problems, but I mean. Well, from what we hear, I mean, I don't follow the Sixers or anything like that, but um, I don't know. I would, I would like him beat on the Celtics for sure. Mm-hmm. He'd be great. I mean, him and Marcus have had their differences, but I feel like if they were on the same. They'd probably team... be best friends if they were on the oh, same yeah. team. Hundred percent. Yeah. But uh, you guys mentioned Rajon Rondo, right? And another another trade idea, which I think you guys will be more open mm. to, because I don't have who the Celtics would give up, but Rondo and John Collins to the Celtics has been swirling around Twitter. Do we have thoughts on that idea? And and who would For you what? give up? I, exactly. Oh, that's what they I'm didn't asking. say. No. Well, there it was like, it, it was like Carson Grant, Robert Williams, Romeo Langford, and picks, which is like, it's eh. like free. It, yeah, exactly. That that I, doesn't touch <laughs> any of the people I said I didn't want to trade. Exactly. Or Kemba, which doesn't make any sense for Kemba to be traded to Atlanta, by the way. But um, it's literally like free. So I'm asking what you you both would give up to get that package back to Boston. Well, they can have Jeff Teague. All right. <laughs> I don't um, think they'd want him back. So. I don't know. That's, that's his, his franchise. Yeah. And plus you kind of got to get, you got to clear some space with the guards. I mean, Carson, I guess, but the only thing about Rondo now is you have Pritchard who, when I was hammering Rondo, like, like anything, like we didn't know about Pritchard being a beast yet. So do we really want him to take minutes away from Pritchard? Maybe. 
if you want to pr- play him off the ball. Well, if you're going to be playing three point guards anyways, you might as well have Rondo over Jeff Teague slash Carson Edwards, right? Yeah. But what would you give up, Smartwater, for Collins and Rondo? Um, so actually, I had the amazing opportunity of listening to Dante this morning on Locker Room, <laughs> and he mentioned a trade that Hardwood Houdini posted. Um, Celtics get John Collins. Hawks get Romeo Langford, Aaron Neesmith, 2022 first-round pick, and 2024 first-round pick, and a 2026 first-round pick. Um, and like like you said, that doesn't touch anyone that I care that is is untouchable for me. I mean, I don't know if the Hawks would say yes to that because John Collins is like a really good player with a lot of potential. Um, I just don't know if they're trying to keep him. Like, I've heard conflicting things. It's just so weird. Like, I don't know what's going on in Atlanta that they're open to ideas of trading John Collins. Like, Maybe they know something that we don't, though. Doesn't that worry you a bit? Yeah, I guess so. Maybe he's an issue. Maybe he has work ethic problems. Um, But I I think – I I would want to hear what the Hawks people think that they should get for him from the Celtics. Mm-hmm. That's that's when yeah. I would make a decision. They're probably talking. Oh, give us Jalen Brown. We'll give you John Collins and Rondo. It's just no. they're probably psychos down there. I have no idea. <clears throat> I don't follow the Hawks. Enough. I mean, they definitely have. They've been accumulating like a very random assortment of players. Mm-hmm. So like, I have no idea what they even want. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Yeah, I don't really know what they're doing. Like they got. They've had yeah. some weird drafts as of late, right? Like they take DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish in the same draft that play the same position. Then they they take Kevin Herter, who doesn't play any defense. <laughs> no offense, Kevin Herter, but like I mean, realistically, next to Trey, does he still star for them? <clears throat> well, yeah, because Bogdanovich got hurt. I think I don't think Bogdanovich is playing right now. He's a, he's a solid shooter, to be yeah. honest. Not not that he plays terrific defense, like you say, but Sam's looking for shooter. Celtics pieces right now. He's looking for guys that can come to Boston. They need depth, man. Like, they need it so bad because they don't – like we were talking about yesterday, no one showed up besides the Jays, and even they weren't super efficient, but they were they were still solid. Rare bad game from Tice, yeah. unfortunately. I wrote about that in the but recap. It was weird. He, he's been, like, the third best player on this team lately. Yeah, which is – He's been really consistent, which is good for his him. His shooting has really improved. It's and so I weird. think that's a testament to him rather than a knock on everyone else. It's because he doesn't actually shoot the ball. He just kind of he just kind of like catches it and launches it in one like motion. It's like not an actual shot. He just kind of catches and throws. He is so confident. He's not even thinking about it anymore. He just he's great. at the top of the key and he's just, he's just going up right away. Mm. Which is great. I mean, it's exactly what all Celtics fans wanted from Tice uh, back in the bubble when everyone was you know telling brad stevens to trade him my my favorite thing though is going on facebook like the past few from the rafters episode smartphone we i just go on facebook and have sam like rant it at facebook comments but it's just always a mix of trade kemba and fire brad stevens neither of which are like comments that i understand do you have any like rational explanation for the fire brad stevens people because like i can get the kemba argument right he had a few bad games but why, like, what is this whole thing with Brad Stevens? Do you have any idea? I mean, I'd say it's because of his experimentation in, like, the lineup and just him giving chances to players that are obviously, like, not working at times. And I that is a complaint I've had is, like, he'll keep players in, like, Marcus Smart, for example, or like he won't coach and say like, stop shooting the ball. Like they're not, they're not falling tonight. (laughs) Like there's things like that where like he could, you know, grow a pair a little bit, (laughs) but I don't know. I think it should be, I don't know. I just think Celtics fans are, especially on Facebook are very critical. They've been spoiled with players. (laughs) Not not the most educated fans on Facebook. No, they're not. Not in this latest. Fun fact, Sam. They, uh, the, what is it? The idiot test you made has over 8,000 impressions now on Twitter because of how many people you sent it to. <laughs> yeah. I always, I always, uh, I almost sent it to someone today, but I just didn't feel like, it. I think I was busy. <laughs> like it was like after I went running and before I went back out and I was like, I was like, oh, I don't have time for this right now, but I really think this guy needs to see this. 
they do terribly too. I looked at the responses the other day. They do awful. It's 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 bad. Not not great. <laughs> oh man, very funny. But uh, wrapping back around a little bit, we're talking about trade options. John Collins, Rondo. Obviously, I brought up Ben Simmons, which was a mistake. I won't do that again. Um, do you have Jack? Any... By the way, the guys on the broadcast talking about a Jeremy Grant trade. Yeah, get yeah. fucked. Dude, there's no chance. I will send you an article that Keith Smith put no, out. No, there, there probably isn't there's any chance. Not a I, just, chance. I was laughing to myself because I was like, oh, Jack's <laughs> probably like steaming right now. Smart forward. We had an argument, like a full-blown like screaming match. It was the first one we had in a while on the podcast over would the Pistons trade Jeremy Grant? Do you think there's any chance they trade him? No. Not at all. Get fucked. Get fucked, Sam. See, <laughs> so, yeah, Sam was like, you know... Which I, I understand. Your I, argument, I just don't Sam. think they have any reason not to. Because yeah. like, what are they doing right now? Like, why do they really need him? Like that—that's my argument. They no, could yeah. probably get more things like that would benefit them more on their timeline if which, they traded him. Which makes sense, but it's just like he's only twenty-six. He's playing so well. You just gave him a big contract. That—that uh, that was just my thought process. But I, I definitely and they trade Derrick Rose for nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dennis Smith Jr. They didn't. They okay. they didn't trade us Christian Wood, the Celtics Christian Wood, last year, and then they let him walk. <laughs> like the the franchise we're talking about, Jack, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. They definitely don't make a ton of sense. But my point was, what trade options, Smartwater, are you looking at? You know, obviously we brought up John Collins. Are there anybody like? Is there anybody in particular that you think would make a good Celtic that is within reason in the TPE without it? Like, do you have any names that come to mind? Um, two players are high on my list. They are um, Nikola Vucevic and Harrison Barnes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Besides John Collins, he would be great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Those are two names I feel like that have come up a lot. Um, Vucevic, you get Vucevic. The offense would be spectacular with Nikola Vucevic and. The Magic are in shambles right now. It's kind of sad down yeah. there. I feel bad. You got to feel bad for them at a point, right? They've lost, what, Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, MCW just got back. Frank Mason went down there. Now he's hurt. Uh, John Isaac. I'm sure they could use down. Jeff Teague. Aaron Go- you never know. You never know, man. They could use a nice guy like Jeff Teague. As you say, Sam, former All-Star. They can have Teague. two. They can have him and Carson Edwards. <laughs> just give them the entire point guard depth. No, yeah, well, I mean, that's my that's my thought on it. Is yeah, it would we wouldn't be improving that much defensively, um, but like if they're willing to trade Vucevic, I feel like they're on a rebuild path, like firmly. And whatever picks that the Celtics have, I feel like we don't need them mm-hmm. if we have with all like the developing guys already on the team. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Vooch isn't – he can't be that bad defensively. Like, I don't obviously watch Magic well, games. Exactly. But... I mean, if he's, if he's you know, in the paint. And then we already have good defenders on our team, like Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum. Even, like – I like Jalen Brown's defense. I think it's pretty good. Like, that would help on the perimeter. And, like, Vucevic can't be that bad. I mean, he's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, at the very worst-case scenario, right, you're talking – and be in the playoffs, and that that would be like, oh, shit, we have Vucevic in the paint. We need to help him. <clears throat> and even at that point, you could just do what you do for Daniel Tice, where you bring Smart on the double team, make him kick it out, because that, that hurt and be bad in the playoffs last year. So if you sacrifice having to do that every once in a while for the offense that Vucevic will bring, I don't think it'll be that bad. But Sam, Sam do you think – I agree. What do you think about Vuce? Um, I, I don't feel like they're going to do that, though. Why? Just, just because I don't know, man. They're weird. Like they've had him for years, and they haven't really been successful <laughs> at all. Yeah. But they still like insist on keeping that team together. Um, I think Barnes is a good option, though. I, I we talked to Chris Forsberg last week. Yeah, was it last week, Jack. Subtle flex. Seems like forever ago. <laughs> Does seem like. A uh, but ago. he wrote about that right before he came on, and we were talking to him about that. And I think it makes a lot of sense because they don't have a lot of wing depth which sucks. You have a bunch of guys that are good at like one thing, sometimes two, if they're having a good day, Javante green's really athletic. Um, Shemi's a good defender. Sometimes he's a good shooter too. Uh, you usually don't get the full package from any of the guys. You need someone that's going to give you a little bit more. Um, I think they are going to make a move this year. This is one time 
a lot of people when there's trade or like the deadline comes around or whatever, they always want a trade just because it's time for it to happen. And they're jealous. They're missing out. Everyone else is making trades, whatever. But this is a time they legitimately do need a trade. They need to change some things up, add depth, because they don't have it right now. They are losing games to bad teams because they don't have depth. Mm -hmm. They are losing games because they're not consistent. They're losing games because they don't play defense in the fourth quarter. They need to fix that. Yeah, and I just want to go back to Boosh for a sec. I want to read you the Magic starting lineup from a couple nights ago. Uh, It was Frank Mason, Dwayne Bacon, James Ennis, Gary Clark, and Booch. So they're not in a good way at the moment. And uh, I saw Keith yeah. Smith tweet about it, and he goes, uh, he said something along the lines of get Booch out of there. So I, I just thought that was entertaining. But uh, no, yeah, you, you bring up the fourth quarter. I, I've written an article about it. I think it's been talked about a lot. Smartwater, what the fuck is happening in the fourth quarter? Do you have any idea what goes on in their minds? I honestly. I don't know if there is like I I don't I don't know what my explanation would be or like reasoning for it specifically. I just think there have been you know a few injuries. It's not like we have that much depth. So like like Jason and Jalen, yeah, like they can have the ball the whole time, but they're trying not to. I feel like yeah, I feel like it's it hasn't been so much of a focus on like. Well, for one, like, I guess to put it in an easier way, um, like the Celtics haven't been playing at their best, mm-hmm. but a lot of other teams have been like, they're putting out their guys and they're trying to win that game, but the Celtics are still kind of like seeing what works and whatever works, like rolling with that. But then players like Kemba and many of the other players that have like slight injuries and come back or any type of soreness like um i think keith was talking about it them like pulling them out when they're getting hot i feel like is really affecting mm-hmm. the offense in general yeah it's just weird i mean sam we've talked about it before but do you have any new revelations about the fourth quarter is it just the same old shit um i i think you make a good point about the experimentation still happening but they literally have to do that because they don't know who's going to fit, and who's yeah. actually going to be good yeah. on a nightly basis. And it sucks. And some guys, they don't play well in the fourth or whatever. And it, it's I think it hurt them yesterday that Shemi went out because they almost did it. They almost came back in the fourth, which was good for them. I think they won the quarter, if I'm not mistaken, which is progress. It is the Pistons, but it's still progress. <laughs> um, it is, it's just frustrating to see them lose games that they shouldn't be losing. And I think that's the consensus, whether people know how to express it or not on Twitter, whether they do it by saying people need to be fired, trades need <laughs> to happen. That's that's what's happening is they're losing games they have no business losing. They lost to Detroit twice now in a close game. Mm-hmm. They lost to Sacramento. They shouldn't have lost that game. Utah, Phoenix, those are both good teams they lost to. Probably shouldn't have lost to Phoenix because they shot terribly, but um, it is what it is. What, what the, the first Indiana game was bad, too, that they lost. Yeah. Uh, the, the Brooklyn game, game was fine. Yeah, the, the Brooklyn game was fine just because they got the doors blown off. Like when they get the doors blown off, it's less frustrating than like if they're in it and then they just stop, <laughs> which happens a lot all the time. It happens a lot. It's like the Spurs game, the Kings game, and the Suns game. It's just kind of Spurs game. Yeah, the yeah. Lakers game. They should have won that game too, and they mm-hmm. didn't. It's just very tough. And I'm gonna blame that Pistons game on KJ because I don't know if either of you were watching the pregame show the other day, but KJ goes. I will say, since we did lose to the Pistons the first time, I mean, they are a bad team. You know, I think the Celtics should be fine in this one. And my dad, who was watching the show, texted me. He goes, don't worry about the Pistons, he said. This will be easy, he said. What the fuck? This is all KJ's fault. Like, ranting to me during the game. So, I'm putting full blame on KJ for that Pistons game. And I hope I hope he hears this, or I'll clip it and send it to him. But, uh, full, full blame goes to KJ. <laughs> I'll put it on his back. Um... <clears throat> I think that's all the Celtic-specific things I had, unless there's something you thought of, Sam. There's one other thing I want to talk about, it, but it's less Celtics. I, I wanted to bring up the yeah. fact that you mentioned fantasy earlier, Smurfwater. You're currently killing us all uh, in fantasy basketball at the moment. I'm 4-3, and three, Sam. You're 2-5. and five. Terrible season. Well, for I haven't right been now. looking. Yeah. I haven't been looking. That's that's why. My team. My team's just ass, but 
Who's, I think I stopped looking because everyone was just injured, and I was like, dude, I've had enough of this. <laughs> who's, who's carrying your team right now, Smartphoner? Is there anybody in particular? Well, Vooch, for one thing. Oh. Um, I also have Rudy Gobert, who has been putting up a lot of nice numbers. Mm-hmm. Doncic. Oh, yeah. Um, I honestly just have a lot of good, like, like players that get a lot of minutes. And I, I the reason I'm winning is because there's a few of you that don't update it. <laughs> so, like, I, and I update it every day just because this is the first time I've ever done fantasy, so I'm pretty competitive about it. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, um, Nick Batum has been helping me a lot. What the fuck, Nick Batum? Who would have thought? I mean, I try to update it. I think my team just sucks at this point. Like, I got, I got Jalen Brown, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. So you think we'd be doing a little bit better, but apparently there's just ass. I don't know what's going on. Sam, what's your team look like? I haven't looked at your team. I have Towns and Bead. Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul. Your team is very injured. Holy shit. Yeah. See, like, (laughs) I just got so sick of everyone being hurt. Sam has. I'm done checking this. Sam has Marcus Smart, Paul George, CJ McCollum, Jaron Jackson, Karis LeVert, and Evan Fournier, all of whom are out. So that is. (laughs) That is very unfortunate. I'll give you that. Wow. I didn't realize it was that bad. No. Um, yeah, Smartphone, you're six and one right now. Uh, our friend Tim, Tim Shields is five and two. After that, there's a bunch of four and three, a couple one and six. Uh, and then Sam's two and five right in the middle. So I, I suppose it's anybody's season, but it's looking like a Tim versus Smartwater finals is in the making. So we'll see. We'll see it's just like Tim to sweat in fantasy basketball. <laughs> who is on, who is on Tim's team? Let's take a look. Oh, it's just James. Hart. Oh, Tim has, Tim has a really good team. It's James Harden and Sabonis, yeah. And Shea Gilgis and Kawhi. How do you get Harden and Kawhi? <laughs> I know. His team is so deep. It's like Because I think insane. at the draft, Harden was just being like a prick. Wait. He wasn't playing at that time. L- listen to this, because he's got a pe- bunch of people on the bench right now. He's got De'Aaron Fox, Jeremy Grant, Shea, Kawhi, James Harden, and Sabonis. And Seth Curry. Right? Yeah, and Tyler Hero, who I know, Sam, you don't like, but puts up good numbers. He's sucking right now. No, is he not sucking anymore? Has he stopped? Yeah, he's putting up like fifty to twenty a game now. He's he's chilling. Oh, Andy has. Did you mention Terry Rozier? Like he's no, been going off. <laughs> yes, Terry had forty. Last and night. Butcher. Boucher, yeah. Boucher. Boucher. I, I don't know. No, I, I have no fucking. Clue I don't know how to either. And he has Christian Boucher. And he has Christian Wood, who's hurt too. <laughs> Something that's hilarious to me is on locker room. I've heard so many people calling Daniel Tice like. Yeah, or like or something stupid. just saying it crazy ways it's so funny but i do that to other players yeah i do as well it's there's some names i i still have no idea how to pronounce in the league and i'm not gonna say them because i'm gonna avoid looking like an idiot but i get them wrong constantly um but no yeah i, I know you had some things you wanted to ask sam at the end so yeah i'll let you take so over. you put out your your celtics valentine's day cards the other day and those those were pretty awesome uh, Jack and I, Jack, I think you even sent those to me because you thought they were funny. I think I did. They were. I, I don't mean, remember. I like the Romeo one. The Romeo or we were doing something, and you were like, you were like, oh yeah. look at look at what you yeah, just put yeah. out. So yeah, Valentine's Day is tomorrow. Um, so the last time you were on this podcast, you hadn't shown your face to Twitter yet, but now people know what you look like. How often <laughs> do you have like people simping over you in in like your replies <laughs> or things like that? Because people know what you look like now. Yeah, I feel like historically I haven't been very like responsive, so it's died down. But it has died down. But it, it was a know. lot initially. There were there were points. Yeah, I mean, I just don't really. Yeah, I just don't really like respond. I mean, fair enough. I wouldn't respond either. So yeah, it's not there's like the other. I feel like there's other people that like get it more than. Like, they get that yeah. type of comments and reply guys more than I do. Mm-hmm. I that is funny, though, because I think, like, you posted a picture one day, and I said, let me just look in the comments. And I saw people going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Yeah, it's it's nice. Twitter people are weird, man. They're just, like, just in general. It's always, it's always like, they're probably, like, 13, <laughs> yeah. and they all have, like, they have, like, a somebody as their picture. Like, it's not them, like, a player like or LeBron whatever. Or, and they don't have their name. Yeah. Like, they just run an account, and, like, that's what they do. I mean, honestly, like, 
Twitter is such a toxic place Uh so often, especially in like sports Twitter that like any, I feel like any positivity I appreciate rather than negativity. That's also fair. Then you, then you get the weird ones. Like I feel like there's some just weirdos on Twitter. I've had some, like, obviously not. Do you have any, anything in particular that they said that was weird that stuck to, stuck with you or like, like sticks out? Like one one comment, obviously. Yeah. You don't have to name (laughs) them, but like, what did they say? There's like a running joke or something that like I should like make an OnlyFans. That and people will <laughs> oh, say it all the time. Of course, they're like drop the OnlyFans link, and I'm fucking weird. It, oh, that bothers me. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't blame you. That's just fucking weird. Is it the same people yeah. that say the joke all the time? Like, haha, this is funny, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, the, the, I feel like they're in the same like group chats and stuff. Oh. Like, it's just. So weird. Like what? Like what joy do they get out of that? Like that you're just being creepy on Twitter at that point. Like what the fuck you doing? Yeah, that's where I feel like I have tried to like post less personal stuff and just more Celtics and like positive stuff, just so the reply guys are chill. (laughs) They're just saying like go Celtics or something. Put them in their place. (laughs) Put them off to the wayside. Yeah, once one of these times, you're just gonna like go like have a day (laughs) where you just like shit on everybody. It and like spread, day. it should be Valentine's <laughs> Day. Yeah, you should post something tomorrow, and then get people to reply to it and just shoot them all down. <laughs> spread the negativity, and then go like don't even acknowledge it. Just go back to your normal self like the next day. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Uh, is there anything else, Sam? You can continue. I'll, I'll let you keep going. No, I think I think that's what I I just wanted to do a bit on that because I I was like that is funny because Intrigued. last time we had you on like it was just you had the picture of Marcus as your picture mm-hmm. nobody really knew like what you looked like or anything and now now people like you know you always post your picture as you now I believe so yeah they know that what was you look a like huge now. decision I every day I still want it to be the Marcus Smart picture but and it's like I go back and forth because as someone trying to like make money off of selling stuff and like getting more followers, I want, you know, to have the brand recognition yeah. of like that Marcus Moore picture I had for so long. But then also like, I feel like posting pictures of myself makes it more personal yeah. and people can like relate or just interact with me better. Mm-hmm. Two sides of the coin. No, I'll yeah, probably go sure. back to that the Marcus Smart picture soon. <laughs> we've op- we've reopened your eyes to why why you should have it as your picture. <laughs> the constant flip flop. No, but can we do we get an inside scoop here? Do you have any designs in the work in the works for you know anything going on? And- I mean, I have a really long list of like I'll like smoke and then I'll come up with an idea yeah. and I'm like writing it down because I'm currently watching a game. Um, besides like commissions I have to do, which take up pretty much a lot of my time at this point. Um, I really, am, I'm trying to get like Tommy Heinsohn design mm-hmm. done, but oh. it's, it's just hard. Cause like, I don't, it should be perfect, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like, I don't want to like, I have to do it justice when I do it. Hmm. Um, I think Jalen Brown mentioned or said the word like villainous mentality in one of his interviews recently. And, that's an idea I have brewing. Um, death taxes in the war on tice. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fire. That sounds great. Yeah. Otherwise, like I've I've had a lot of people asking for like more Peyton Pritchard design. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, I, I got to bring up KJ again. KJ came up with the worst nickname on pregame the other night. He he said we should call Semi Ojale and Peyton Pritchard semi pp and i just shut it down immediately because that is terrible like like it's what? hilarious because that <sighs> game so when funny. they both exactly off. but i was just <laughs> like dude like come on now like sh- shut that shit down immediately <clears throat> but uh no yeah there is one more thing i thought of when you were you're bringing up tommy and everything sam you asked me the other night and you put up a poll and i wanted smart part of your thoughts scal Yes or no? Like, do you do we have thoughts on Scal as a competition? Yeah, and how he's been doing? Scal very polarizing. People either like like him or they fucking hate him, and I don't mm-hmm. get why. I I personally don't have a problem with Scal. I think he's fine. Um, I love him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he's fine. I don't know why people dislike him so much. And especially like the only complaint I really saw or saw kind of in almost like a hive mentality type of thing is people were saying like oh well him and abby chin like go at it 
But then I think Adam Taylor asked about it and she said like, that's their friendship. They're kind of just like mm-hmm. funny and that type of like, you know, I don't know. I think that's more entertaining. Like sarcasm. I think you have to have that. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. good for content. It's yeah. good. The thing is, is Scal would do that with Kyle and now Kyle's gone. So she's replaced him and like mm-hmm. he's, he's maintained the way that he talks to people and yeah. a personality on TV. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, it would Scott. be worse if they weren't doing that. Mm-hmm. It, it would just be uncomfortable. Be if, they, if they didn't like each other, it would just be uncomfortable, and everyone would know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I noticed something. I, I don't remember who said it. Um, and if I did, I don't think I'd want to put them out there. But he was, like, talking to Mike weird on the broadcast. Like, he went at Mike kind of hard. And I noticed it, and I saw a few people throughout Twitter be like, what, what the fuck, Scow? But <clears throat> I feel like, just again, that's just Scow being Scow, and people are so used to – Mike and Tommy's relationship, which it's not really. Fair I think if Mike didn't like Scal, he'd be fucking gone. <laughs> Mike True. is literally the king. If he wanted, if he wanted him out of there, he'd be gone. If he didn't like Scal, or if Scal made him uncomfortable, True. he'd be gone. Very true. That the is the only, kingpin. The only change I would like want, I guess, even though like I don't have a problem with Scal, would maybe be like Paul Pierce if he would be interested or. Yeah, I don't did know. I say that to you the other day, Jack? <laughs> yeah, you did. Or that's did why I'm shaking my head. Him? That's wild. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. He's probably the next best thing to Tommy, just because they're very similar in the way they, mm-hmm. you know, put together takes. And they both were so like crucial to the Celtics throughout their life. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. I wish Scow would go with the refs more because we we've seen it in glimpses, but I just want him to just dig into the refs like that Zach Zarba thing. He, he was going to. It has last to be night. natural though. He so can't funny. force it. No, yeah. I think he's doing fine. Because if he, he forces it, everyone uh, will be like, "Oh, he's trying to be Tommy." Yeah, yeah. I, I like when he said that. Uh, what's it called? Zach Zarba's just trying to get his spot in Space Jam. That that was that was great. Yeah. That made me laugh. But uh, no, yeah. I mean, like I said, Sam. Unless there's anything you wanted to bring up, I think that's everything I had on the slate. So, uh, yeah, thank you, Smartwater, for joining us on the show. We really appreciate you coming on. Um, I don't know the specifics, but if you want to just, like, say your uh, Redbubble and everything, all that information so people know where to find your stuff, uh, go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Um, thank you so much for having me mm-hmm. on your show. It's one of the best podcasts for Celtics. We appreciate uh, that. So I sell, you know, like, Celtics gear, shirts, mugs, stickers, and mm-hmm. And the link is um, redbubble.com slash people slash smartwater. There you go. Go get the designs. Like I said at the beginning of the show, Sam and I both have a t-shirt. I think we might have the same one, just in different colors, right? No, you have the rainbow one and I have Kemba and Jason Tatum. Okay. I need to get a new one. The logos came off. It's not coming off. It's just faded, which looks – it's kind of cool depending (laughs) on how, like, you want to wear it, but Mm – I don't know. It was, it was really weird. And I, I like noticed, I'm like, is it, was it always like this? Yeah. I was like, it was super bright. Mm-hmm. My sister stole my t-shirt. But the, the design is awesome. Yeah. I remember I saw it and I was like, I have to buy that. That's so cool. Yeah. I can wear it with yeah. shorts that I have. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I love my t-shirt. My sister, like I said, my sister stole mine the other day and wore it to school and I yelled at her because I, I, she like always steals my shit. And I told her, Just don't, don't steal like the Celtic stuff. Come on now. Like, give me something to hold on to. But, uh, yeah, you guys can follow Smartwater on Twitter at Smartwater. The link to her shop is in her bio, so you guys can check it out there as well. Uh, you guys can follow us at Bannertown USA. And per usual, Sam, take it away. Yeah, you can give everyone a follow. Follow Smartwater. She is literally the per- first person that ever told me and Jack that like she listened to our podcast, and it was really like yeah. I remember I was at work and like Jack messaged me. He's like, "Did you see that?" I was like, "What?" And I saw it. <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow, that's really cool." Because uh like you you were very popular on Celtics Twitter and you were like yeah like these guys do a good show and I was like that's really cool because why would she even listen to our show so yeah, it's we really awesome we appreciate that <laughs> yeah but you can follow Bannertown at Bannertown USA you can follow Jack at Jackson NBA you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA that is our show for today bye <laughs>